we are continuing Navi, we're continuing Sefer Shemuel. Last we did was chapter 8 of Sefer Shemuel, and that was what happened in chapter 8. No idea. The people come up to Shemuel and they say, hey, your sons didn't go in your way, we want a, we want a king like the rest of the nations. And then Shemuel says, uh, Shemuel gets upset and Hashem says, don't worry, for it is not you that they are rejecting, for it is me that they are rejecting Kiotima Asu. They're rejecting God. Uh, and then we have the whole analysis over, hold on, but the, in Sefer Devarim, it says, So what's the problem here? He says, maybe it's the way they asked for it, which was the problem. They asked for it like the other nations, right? It also seems like their, their mentality is that the king will take them out and bring them in. When it's not the king who brings them out, it's like they almost think that the king is like the Aaron. Remember mm-hmm. from the previous story, mm-hmm. where they thought the Aaron was the one that wins the war for them. It's not the king who's going to win your wars. It is... Hashem was going to win the wars And then Shemuel goes into this tirade And he tells them By the way, you know the king is going to abuse his power And he's going to take your daughters and your sons And your animals and this and that And he's going to give it to his friends And this is going to be the mishpat of the king Now that doesn't mean that that's what the king should do But it's what the king always does Because the, the Navi recognizes the nature of man And that power corrupts <clears throat> But Boreolam says to Shemuel Listen to their voice And appoint for them a king uh, Because at the end of the day we do need Unification in Am Israel. It would be great if they could unify under Borei Olam, or if we can have a king and Bnei Israel could approach the king in the right way. But they didn't, so that was their problem. And nevertheless, we still need a king. Uh, we still need something to unify Bnei Israel. So it's not like the end of the world to it have. Seems a king. like uh, in the Yoshua. <coughs> Kept saying, and there Shofetim. was no, uh, uh, there was Shofetim. no king in Israel. There was no king yeah. until they, they were always. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, it seems so it yeah. seems like there was a necessity to have a king. Okay, chapter nine. But he is from Binyamin, and there was a man from Binyamin, Ushmo Kish, Ben Aviel, Ben Seror, Ben Bechorat, Ben Afiach, Ben Ish Yemini Gibor Hail. Okay, so there's a man named Kish. And it gives us a whole line until... whole lineage. Yeah, Ben Ish Yemini. Who is Ben Ish Yemini? Who's the last one? How high up is it going in the lineage, does it say? Ben Kish. Whose name was Kish. Son of Abiel. Juan. Son of Zeror. Son of Bekorah. Son of Fia. Son of, dis- of a distinguished Benjaminite. Who is the distinguished Benjamin? That's what I'm trying to... It says Kish, Aviel, Zor, Afiyah, and distinguished Benjamin. Like six generations. Right. Okay. So, giving us the whole lineage, obviously, because Kish is going to be an important man, because Kish has a son. He had a son whose name was Shaul, Bachur, Vatov. He was young and he was good looking. There's nobody in Israel who was as handsome as he. And from his shoulder up, he was taller than all of the people. But the father of Shaul, Kish, lost his donkeys. So he told the son, Take one of the youngsters. Go and seek out the donkeys. 
ויעבור בהר אפרים ויעבור בארץ שלישה ולא מצאו They went to the, uh, to the mountain of Ephraim They went in the land of שלישה They didn't find the, the donkeys ויעברו בארץ שעלים ואין And they went in the שעלים area And they did not find any, the donkeys ויעבור בארץ ימיני ולא מצאו And they went into the Benjaminite area And they did not find the donkeys they come to the land of Tzuf, so they're looking around in all these different cities and different areas. He said, let's return back to my father Kish. Because at some point, he's going to care less about the donkeys, and he's going to be more worried about us than he is about the donkeys. Meaning if we stay gone for so long, he's going to think something happened to us at some point. And he's going to stop caring about the donkey. He's going to start, wor- he's going to, he's going to start worrying about us. But then the youngster says to Shaul, he says, you know, in this city where we're, we just approached, there is a man of God. And he's respected. Everything that he says comes true. Let's go there. Maybe he can tell us how to succeed in the path that we have gone. Meaning, maybe you could tell us where our donkeys are. Okay. Now, who is this man going to be? Seems like it's Shmuel. It's going to be Shmuel, of course. Okay, so the story is, is move the camera away from Shmuel, and for the first time, it's focused the camera on someone else, which is Shaul. Okay? So Shaul is looking around for his donkeys, and then his youngster says, by the way, we're near a city where there happens to be this great man who can maybe tell us where our donkeys are. So Shaul says to the youngster, to his helper, If we go, what, what can we bring them in? Because there is no more bread in our vessels. I can't bring a gift. What do we have? There's, we have nothing to bring. So there was an, there's an interesting radak in Pasuk Zayn. What can we bring to the man? They did not know if this uh, Navi was like the rest of the Navim that they may have been familiar with, the fake Navim, who took payment. required payment. Like Shmuel like Sons. Like Shmuel Sons, who they were, they went after money. Okay? But they weren't even Navim necessarily. Uh, other Kosamim, other, other magicians who uh, think who uh, required payment, so they, were con- they thought maybe this guy's like one of those. Now what we know from Shemuel, from the Sukim, is that he went around and he was very motivated to teach all of Bnei Israel, and the Gemara even tells us that any place he went, Beto Imo, his house was with him, that he did not take any gifts under any circumstance. Shemuel always packed his own food, he packed his own, uh, he, he lodged uh, in his own place, and he did not take any payment from anyone, so, it seems to be that Shemuel is the complete opposite of what they're expecting, okay? Because mm-hmm. they're expecting him to be like all other magicians. And he, so they're, not, they're scared to go to him because they don't have any money. Okay, but he, obviously we know him not to require money at all. So the young, the, the young helper answers Shaul, He says, Behold, I have in my hands a quarter of a, a shekel of silver, I can give this to the man and he'll tell us our way. It's interesting that Shaul doesn't have any money on him, but the youngster does. Why? I don't know. It's just interesting because Shaul is clearly wealthy. Because his father has workers. 
His father has atonot, and he says, take one of the workers. So uh-huh. it seems like their house has workers, and they have a lot of donkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird. Yeah, it's strange. Okay, I have a one quarter. Again, it's a small amount of money. Okay, now the pasuk. Now the story's gonna break, and it's gonna give us some background information on the 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 way they used to address the navi. The pasuk is gonna tell us that in those days they didn't always call the navi navi. There there was another name for the navi, and that was the roe. So the fanim Israel. Before in Israel, this is what a man would say when he went to seek out God's word or when he would go to like an oracle or a navi. Let us go to the ro'e, the seer. Because what we call today a navi, beforehand was called the ro'e, the seer. So why is the Pasuk telling us that? Because we're going to see that Shaul and his servant are going to say, oh, let's go to the Ro'e. So the Pasuk is giving us a little bit of an intro, so we know what they're referring to. They're referring to a Navi. Ro'e and a Navi <coughs> is the same thing. It's just giving us that intro. Um, just, what's interesting about this Pasuk? What's the clear problem that comes from this Pasuk? Who wrote the book of Shemuel? Shemuel. Shemuel. What is the Pasuk saying? Before in Israel, they used to call the Navi Ro'e. What today we call the Navi, then they called the Ro'e. Right. When is this story happening? In Shemuel's life. Okay. When did he write the book? In his life. In his life. I mean, maybe a few years later. Okay. So, why is Shemuel talking as if, he's talking as if the story is like, from hey, back in the day. Oh, he's just saying it's a transition period. What do you mean? They're in the middle of a transition, uh, transitional period in understanding of how to properly, respectfully uh, address Hashem and address the, the, the Nevi'im. You're saying so the phrasing of the Pasuk doesn't bother you? Doesn't it sound like this Pasuk was written later than Shemuel? So Radak deals with it. Okay. Um, you could look in the doc for the answer. I'm not going to go go through it, but it's just it's an interesting question to point out. This pasuk, uh, why is it? Why does it sound so much like it's it's later? Well, he, he explains like, uh, what did he say? He says it, he's not saying that they didn't call them navi. He's saying that they would call them roe and navi. And now nowadays, twenty years later, when I'm writing the book, most people just call it navi. And it does, uh, verbal changes do happen that fast. So it's not, like the, it's not like the biggest question in the world, but it's just an interesting thing. Okay, so we're going to stop there. Um, tomorrow we're going to do the meeting between Shaul and Shemuel. Baruch Amen. Amen.